What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. For everything good and bad inside the world of Apple, Brian Tong here in the house. You're a host with the most. It is episode 32. This show is all about y'all. Call in. We got plenty of calls this week. 833-888-ABXL. That is 833-888-2295. Put it in your phone. Leave your name, where you're from, your comments, your criticisms, your good apples, your bad apples. I want to hear it all. A lot of you still have a lot of the new products in your hands. So if you want to call in and talk about that, try and keep your call within around a minute, minute, 30 seconds, and uh, we'll do the thing. And also, thank you so much to everyone that continues to support this by listening. And also, my friends at patreon.com slash Tong. thank you for sponsoring this show. So we got all that out of the way. Let's get into the meat and the potatoes, the real deal. Everything right now is leading up to the new iPad Pros getting announced really soon. I just put out a video that was kind of the everything we know right now recap just uh, last week. So you can check that out if you want to kind of get yourself up to speed. But there have been some really cool new developments. The first one was a report coming out of 9to5Mac from Gail Herm Rambo, who likes to dig into a lot of this data. And their report says that the Apple event that will is widely expected to introduce the iPad Pro will feature the new Apple Pencil that will have airpod-like syncing wirelessly to these new ipad pros this is the model with the face id camera in them with the minimal bezel i will never i'm not going to say bezel-less you can't call a product bezel-less when there's still a bezel bezel-less 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 that's from the old show but anyways that's a new report that a new pencil that we've expected to be coming is going to be a part of this ipad pro i'm just going to kind of go down a bunch of the features that we expect to at least see the see in this product to get you up to speed. A new A12X processor. Apple has typically made a customized chip specifically for the iPads, which is most likely an even faster version of the A12 processor found in this year's iPhone models. And remember, Anantec put out reports that the A12 processor itself was pretty much almost there up to speeds with desktop or laptop CPUs and desktops they even said so it's going to be a powerhouse I really hope that Apple unlocks this power and we really see some new true iPad specific software features I thought what they did um, starting with iOS 10 was really great and they continue to evolve it iOS 11 was kind of that next jump but I want to see more things that make this device its own. But again, you know me, I'm like the biggest iPad Pro fan because of how I use it. The display itself doesn't look like it'll be anything different from a standpoint of there were rumblings that OLED might be a part of it. I'm gonna lean no on that and uh, we'll have another story that follows up with that. Face ID is the biggest thing, right? There'll be a true depth uh, camera that is within the bezel. So it is hidden, which is amazing. Thank you. Good Lord. Thank you. But the biggest thing is that Face ID is believed to support landscape mode, which means originally they were thinking that you might just have to hold the iPad vertically all the time in order to unlock it. But that's just dumb because plenty of people, including myself, by default, typically use their iPad um, in landscape mode or sideways. So Face ID is expected to work whether you're holding it vertically or horizontally, which is really cool. It is also based on code expected to support external displays, but the output output will be up to 4K HDR. That's really important because, look, 
that indicates that there is no iOS device today that can support 4K HDR output from a lightning connector, which would then tell us that USB-C was most likely going to be the connection on this actual iPad Pro, which then also makes me wonder with the new Apple Pencil, will this Apple Pencil still be charging through lightning? Will they give you an a dongle adapter? Let's get ready to dongle! I will never... Do, I'm going to do a long one one time just to see how long we can go. We're going to time that. Uh, but if this Apple Pencil comes with a USB-C connection to plug into the iPad, new iPad Pro, that'll be different. Or will there be some sort of wireless charging? A lot of people are like really hoping because on renders and CAD drawings, there's this location on the rear side of the iPad Pro right above the connector, whether it's Lightning or USB-C. We're not 100% sure yet, but it's most likely USB-C. But right above it, it looks like there's a smart connector position, but a lot of people are hoping that you can somehow magnetically attach the new Apple Pencil and charge it wirelessly. And if it happens, that's amazing. I don't, okay, don't call me out on this, but right now I don't see that being the case. The, the, even the magnetics involved, it's just not strong enough, but maybe they do it. It's also kind of weird to put it on the back where I really love how the Surface Pro just has it directly on the side. You just stick it on there and it's flush for the most part with the tablet that they have. So we'll see the biggest tell here is that normally when Apple does an event and invites media out, they get their invite out sometime on that Thursday, around typically Thursday morning around 8 or 9 a.m., that announces the event will be next week. Well, guess what? This week we didn't see an, uh, an uh, invitation to press, which tells me it's definitely not happening next week. Duh. <laughs> but also, Apple typically has held their October event in mid-October. If we don't see the invite next week, Thursday, maybe is it going to be the last week of October? Are they going to hold it until the first week of November? Right now, they're technically, even though there is no official schedule, they're technically pushing this out a little later than normal. So we'll see what happens. But the demand is high. Everyone is hyped up about at least that loves tablets, is really curious about this new iPad Pro because guess what? It's a redesign. It's a new model, much like the Apple Watch. I was hyped up because it was a not only was it a physical redesign, but the software and the features they brought were so, so good. And I still love that thing. It is still the Apple Watch to get no matter what generation you have. Uh, so we'll see how this plays out with the iPad. I think we've all talked about this in the past. Even with this new iPad Pro, there will be a bump. Pe- there will be a spike in people that upgrade. But man, there's still plenty. Of pe- if you bought an iPad within the past three years, you're still going to be good to go. I mean, for the most part, all the apps are going to run fine. It's a great web browser media consumption device. The iPad is one of the... L- What's the right word to say here? The urgency to to update an iPad out of all Apple products is probably the least out of any Apple product. You've got people that are still using the second generation iPad. Sure, it might be a little slower these days, but it's still fine for doing what you would normally do on the tablet. The actual functionality hasn't really changed that much. So iPad Pro, we'll see when it comes out. But a new uh, report that just recently dropped this morning talks about how New iPad Pro models have been spotted in analytics and web analytics with the same resolution 
as the current 10.5 inch and 12.9 inch model. Now, why is this important? Well, it goes back to when I was talking about the displays they'll be using. Okay, sure, maybe they'll use OLEDs, but I I don't think they're going OLED this big on an iPad Pro. And could you imagine if the iPhone is $999 to start? Could you do you really want an OLED iPad Pro? What? What's it gonna start at? $1,400 for the base model? I don't think it's that important. And also with OLED, I'm I could be wrong, but I don't think you'd be able to get that pro that smooth like butter promotion display. I, when you use ProMotion, it's one of those things where once you use it, you aren't going back. You are not going back once you use a 120 hertz refresh rate on your screen. So anyways, what was found in mobile analytics platform Apsi, they were able to get model identifiers. These are numbers of model numbers that Apple uses universally, but new model identifier numbers showed up. iPad 8.1, 8.2, 8.3, 8.4, 8.5 and 8.8. 8. Those one, two, three, four, those six iPad model numbers that have never appeared in logs before showed up on Apsi's log charts. The interesting thing about this is the resolution of these iPads exactly match the same resolution of the 10.5 inch and the 12.9 inch. So what that tells us is that the screen size dir will be exactly the same But that's a good thing because we've all talked about how if they're going with this really thin bezel design, the iPads themselves will weigh less. They'll be more compact. And I know people are worried about, well, what if I touch my fingers on the side? Look, the fact that it even has some sort of a bezel on there, it's going to be able to detect when you're not doing a full finger movement. I think, honestly, it's going to be fine. You won't have a random swipe or a random move. So that won't be a problem when you're holding it. If you're using it to read like digital magazines or articles or Apple's awesome news app, which yeah, I never thought I'd use, but I totally use it. So the resolutions will match exactly the same. That would be in the logs. They have resolutions of 2,224 by 1,668. That matches the 10.5 and 2732 by 2048, which matches the 12.9 inch displays. They're still going to retain their four by three aspect ratio. Um, so for viewing video and whatnot, we're not going to get anything like an iPhone aspect ratio. Although I, I got to imagine some people like that, but I do I do like the four by three aspect ratio on the iPad. It, it's, it's just right specifically because it's a multimedia device. Uh, interestingly enough, whether or not these exist, I left out a gap in the numbers. There was iPad one, two, whatever, eight, three, Eight, oh, sorry, 8, 1, 8, 2, 8, 3, 8, 4, 8, 7, and 8, 8, but there was no 8, 5, and 8, 6. Will do any of these models actually exist? Maybe, but I don't know why they may not be testing them. Maybe is there a little secret surprise coming with the iPads? Uh, we'll find out. Also, Apple has registered new models of these numbers um, for China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology. This is when Apple's about to like release new products. They have to file them and register them. That happens over earlier um, with the ECC. They did this in like for Armenia, Belarus, Kazakhstan, um, Russia, and others. They're doing this in Asia now for at least for China. So we know that this is coming soon. They registered model numbers 
A1876, A1980, which looks like those are kind of like the two main iPads. And then a new one, which is A1993, A1993, which has not been seen prior to any filing, which could be the new Apple Pencil. So there's a lot of momentum around the iPad Pros coming out. I'm still wondering, like, where where's the Max? Like, where's the beef? The Max or the beef? Where's the Max? A new report coming out from uh, IDC is talking about how sales, specifically Max shipments, fell 11% in this third quarter as customers are awaiting updates to their aging lineup, right? We're all waiting to see when are the new iMacs coming out? Where is the new... We already got the speed refresh bump for the MacBook Pros. What about iMacs? What about Mac Minis? We already know that Apple said that new configurable Mac Pro is coming sometime in 2019, so we we aren't expecting to see that. But MacBook, MacBooks, portables, iMacs, they still make up, I think, roughly around 10 to 15% of Apple's bottom line. Um, Apple was the only company out of the top five manufacturers to underperform in the overall market. So each other company, if you look at the top five, that is Lenovo, HP, Dell, and Acer. Apple is number five in those companies for PC manufacturers. We know that PC sales in general, you know, aren't really, they've plateaued long ago, but Apple's the only company that didn't manage any kind of year-over-year growth um, in Q3, whereas all the other four did. So it's time. It's time to get those new Macs out the door, out the dough. Again, uh, the invite has not come out, so we'll wait to see if it, it's not. It's definitely not going to happen next week. So we've got, what, two more weeks in October to go from there. Also coming out this month, the iPhone XR or what we like to call the iPhone tenor. That's, I hope I didn't make your ears bleed. That's my best iPhone tenor impersonation. Pre-orders are coming in a week. They will go on sale and start, or they'll start shipping, not go on sale. They'll start shipping on October the 26th. This is the iPhone XR. This is, look, Apple has every right to do this, but I'm going to kind of call this a D move here. Apple's, also planning to launch a new clear case for the iPhone XR priced around 40 bucks. So it was revealed by Twitter user Ivan in Canada that a clear case had shown up um, from Apple priced at roughly 55 Canadian dollars. I'm And that is around 40 US dollars. The reason why I call this a D-move is sometimes, look, I know Apple is a $1 trillion company. This is probably how they stay being a $1 trillion company. It's fine. Make your own cool leathery cases. They're making a. They're now making a clear case, I know, to showcase the iPhone XR's colors. But come on, show the third-party companies that have supported you forever since day one some love and stop just taking all their money because... The reality is there's a lot of us that listen to this that are savvy consumers. Screw it. We're not going to buy a $40 case. We're going to go on Amazon or we might get one from a third-party company that we trust. But when Apple makes a case for these phones, most people that buy these phones, they want a case right when they're in the store. They want to walk out with a case. 
What, who do you think is going to benefit the most from this? What, what case are they going to recommend first? Are they going to recommend the Belkin case, the spec case, the in case, the fancy case? No. They're going to recommend the Apple case. And again, I get it. Business is business. But do you, do you really have to do this, Apple? I don't know. I think it's kind of, it's just another way they keep on doing this. We talked about a couple episodes ago how they were accused of, um, you know, Qualcomm was accusing them of taking the knowledge that Apple had from their chips and then having Intel use them. I talked about stories behind the scenes, how Apple has worked with third-party case and accessory manufacturers, saw a hot seller on the retail shelves, and then told a partner of theirs that they had a, a preference towards that they liked to, hey, make this product that is selling really well from this other company. You make it for us. We'll give you that shelf space, and we'll feature you guys, and we'll work together, and we'll all make money. Like they, Everyone has friends. So this just this just kind of this stinks when I see it. Apple's making a clear case that they will sell at their stores uh, for the iPhone XR. All right, let's take a little breather and thank the sponsor of this show. That would be you, patreoncom Tong. Thank you so much for your support. Sponsorship per month starts at one dollar a month. If I've given you any value over the years and you'd like to kind of say, hey. That was worth my time. $5 a month is basically like a cup of coffee. I have different rewards and kind of perks at each level. I do need to say, I do need to apologize to some of my gold my gold members that YouTube kind of slapped me on the hand and I can't live stream for like the next two and a half, three months. And so when I get that up, I will start actually doing live streams again, but I can't really, that's kind of the main place I want to do it at. So just hold on tight. I promise we'll get up to speed. Other thing to just note real quickly with Patreon, um, if you are a Patreon supporter, you will not have to have, you will not have to listen to the ads that will be potentially coming. I'm working on ad sponsorship to kind of, again, I'm doing this independently to help me. So patreon.com is the place where you get the ad-free show as well as rewards and perks. And thank you to everyone who's continues to support this and has allowed me to stay in the game and do this. Uh, I've got nothing but love for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, let's keep on talking. I wasn't going to do this show without addressing Google and their big keynote. You know, it is competition with the iPhone, but I think it's good to get perspective here. Whether or not you like it, I know there's people that um, are Android and also play in other ecosystems. This show isn't about Apple. I like it's Apple-centric, but we like to kind of give you a little bit, a slice of what else is going on. So the Pixel 3 and 3XL were no surprise. But what I found interesting about this is a couple things. The Pixel 3 and 3 XL, specifically the XL is getting, how about publicly, is getting extremely destroyed for its notch. Now everyone here knows that I'm notch, a fan of notch. They do notching for me and I'm notch gonna just give in to that. But when all the top flagship phones have a notch, you're most you're just gonna kind of be like look i want to use that phone i'm gonna suck it up and again i don't i i don't like the notches but i kind of get over them the only time that it really pisses me off is when you're watching video and there's a freaking notch like literally in your video but beyond that google did some interesting things what i find that i like the most about them 
is A, I do like the fact that their OS is really super clean, but also they pack in a bunch of these kind of unique software features. And what I what really stuck out to me is, look, Google, uh, we'll find out where their camera ranks, but it is always ranked at the top, top of all smartphone cameras. Last year, it was basically the Pixel 2 XL was the number one camera. iPhone, great camera. iPhone now, iPhone XS and XS Max, uh, rate as the second best camera overall be- behind the Huawei P20 Pro. Really, when you get to the top tier, all the cameras are great. But Google did some really cool, fun things with their cameras and new features and software stuff. And what I've, what I've kind of started to feel like is that Apple, all their software tweaks are basically kind of there to more or less keep you in the ecosystem. So they're innovating on the ecosystem side because they understand that is their bread and butter. That is how strong it is. That is why, although I did pre-order a Google Pixel 3 because I like the Pixel as my Android phone and I like Apple as my Apple phone and I need to be using both of them, quite honestly, just for perspective, instead of just like have my head in this tunnel. They did some interesting things. And uh, I think that the phone is, it also pointed out to me how hard it is to make great hardware. I mean, we know this, but sometimes it just reinforces that Apple's hardware in general, minus the notch, looks amazing. It looks freaking amazing. And that is, when you're holding something every day, that is part of the equation. But uh, anyways, you're not here to buy a Pixel or a Pixel XL, but I would just te- check it out and see what they're doing uh, specifically on the camera side with their software features. And overall, they did some great things, but I think most people depending on whatever ecosystem you're in. If you're an Android person, you aren't saying, I'm going to go jump over to Apple. And if you're an Apple person, you're not saying, I'm going to go and jump over to Android now. But they continue to make it more and more compelling. They're still building their ecosystem. But man, that Apple ecosystem is insane. The hooks, the hooks are insane. And if you're in the Apple ecosystem, you're going to get some rewards or maybe you'll finally get some actual new benefits from this apple is planning according to cnbc they're off they're planning to offer some of their original content for free via the tv app on ios and apple tv this is a report that says right apple is rolling out their new streaming service we still don't know what it's going to look like specifically my whole hunch was that it was going to be rolled into their tv app cnbc says that will be exactly the case they're going to combine their original content with this is a fun line subscription services from legacy media companies legacy media companies so like netflix legacy oh actually you know what i forgot netflix isn't included in the tv app because they've clearly blocked that from happening so okay fine legacy media apps uh you know things like cbs all access cw NBC, ABC, those streaming services, fine. But calling them legacy media, that's, come on. Come on, you really gotta be like that? Um, I think what stands out to me is that I don't think Apple's gonna off. they say some. It's not like gonna be they're gonna offer all their top tier shows. I think they're gonna throw people some bones, let everyone watch Carpool Karaoke for free because that, I've never watched a full episode of Carpool Karaoke on uh, Apple's music service. Never have, not planning to. I did a baby burp. If the mic picked that up, I am sorry. (laughs) I literally just baby burped. But I do see them offering maybe like a 
see the first episode for free on, on the TV app and then watch the other stuff. That that makes sense. But again, there's so many questions about what Apple's service will look like. There was a report, I don't know if you remember a long time ago, we had talked about how Dr. Dre was doing um, a series that was based on his life and there was supposedly like heavy drug use and like orgies and violence and it was gonna be part of the show and then Apple basically axed it. I, it was already, it's not only was it in development, it had shot episodes. We also we know Dr. Dre is very close with the whole Beats acquisition and his relationship with Apple is very tight. So Apple clears like, mm, we don't gotta do that. We're gonna be the family-friendly company. We're not gonna go mature. And so it'll be interesting to see how good their shows are. I'm not saying you can't make a good or great show that doesn't touch on mature content or topics, but cable networks and obviously awesome networks like HBO allow you to explore places that mainstream media networks don't. And if Apple is going to try and be a mainstream media network, I think that can kind of limit some of the things they do. Netflix has a wide range of content from family-oriented to in the middle to a little more mature. But with Apple's just basically saying, you know, we're going to keep it clean and that's okay. They have the right to do that. But I think It'll be interesting to see what the actual shows they put out are. Apple TV news, more of it. Minecraft. Are is anyone still honestly playing Minecraft anymore? Minecraft for Apple TV has been discontinued due to the lack of players. It's reached its end of life on Apple TV. The game has been removed from the TV OS App Store uh, because of lack of sales. You know, it's been about a two-year-old title that also came to the Apple TV way too late. So it's gone. It will no longer be supported. Look, Apple shot themselves in, a, in the foot a long time ago when, remember, I believe it was with the Apple TV. Um, was it with the 4K Apple TV or was it even before that? I believe it was with the Apple TV 4K where they were, or at least the, yeah, they required people, developers, that any game they made for the Apple TV had to be supported by the touch remote. Had to. It was a requirement. They later lifted that out much later, but the damage had already been done. So developers, yeah, that had iPhone apps were going to go on there. And yeah, it's an iPhone app on a big screen. Cool. Not going to say I don't, I, I don't love Crossy Jump, but I've played Crossy Jump a total of like 10 minutes of my whole life on the Apple TV. But that completely turned off developers. It costs money to develop on different platforms. They shot themselves in the foot. They wanted it to be a gaming platform. They talked about it like it was. It never happened. And so Apple can only blame Apple. Apple. Apple can only blame themselves on that. Another kind of media content story surrounding Apple. The Big A has partnered with Lyric Database Genius. Uh, Genius announced a partnership allowing Apple Music subscribers to check it out. Go visit the Genius website if you haven't used it before. You can play any song in full alongside of its lyrics page. Um, I don't think it's, I actually don't think the website is genius.com, but if you type in genius, it's like one of the top hits for um, in Google search. Anyways, if you're an Apple Music user, you can plug right into it. The lyrics will be coming to the Apple Music service as well. It is going to get integrated very soon um, with lyrics and annotations a la this service called Spotify. So that's going to be part of kind of Apple's growth. And remember, I, what I really feel is interesting is Apple, and they're being smart about this, Apple's foray 
into music and how they're making some interesting acquisitions. Okay, Genius, definitely something they should have done a long time ago. But if you don't recall, back in like September, Apple also acquired Shazam, right? So Shazam had already been integrated into into uh, Siri, where when you do those music searches, what song is this? It was actually using Siri to power that feature. But Apple has now acquired Shazam. And I'm wondering, you know, obviously the Apple still live on, live on its own. But can they do cool things beyond just the whole Siri thing with this whole new lyrics and Shazam and the Apple Music service? You know, kind of create more of a cohesive world with those things that make it very easy to do when you're playing a song or you're listening to a song. I love, I like that. I still, to this day, do not subscribe to Apple Music. I did it for a short time. Um, I think I might get back on it eventually, you know, when those, when things get a little better, but I haven't missed anything without Apple Music other than its seamless integration because Spotify is pretty awesome. Also, uh, Usher, Usher just dropped his album, I think. Today's Friday, today's Friday when we're recording this. Usher just dropped his album like at midnight or like 9 p.m. last night. I'm a big Usher fan. People also call me Asian Usher growing up. So, yeah, I think we, we know about that. Okay. Also, another cool acquisition that is friendly to the iPhone, Apple has acquired Danish startup Spectral, which focuses on real-time green screen technology. So their technology can, in real time, separate people and objects from their original backgrounds in photos and videos and then overlay a new background. You know, they like to call it this cutout, and it's driven by deep neural networks and what and a spectral graph theory, but also right, we have Apple's depth cameras that can help and aid in this. What I find cool is if you turn back the clock, like way way back, remember FaceTime used to have these features where you could like change the background, and it was really janky. It was not good. It would break up. But yeah, you had to have like almost like a perfectly flat wall, and even if you moved your head, it would look bad. But it was fun. You could do like you were underwater with fish. You could um. Be on a fake roller coaster. I just kind of like the idea that you could have a, and we'll see how good it is. You could have like kind of like a green screen in your phone. That's kind of awesome. All right, let's uh, jump into the voicemails and the calls. Remember, you can call this show at 833-888-ABXL. That's 833-888-2295. Uh, I thought it was funny, side note, because people have said, hey, why don't you call the Apple Bits the Apple Bits Max because of this whole Max thing? And maybe it would have been good at the time, but I'm not changing the name of the show. It's just the way it is because that's what people kind of know the show for. All right, let's start off with our call from my man, Sean. Hey, this is Sean from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, You complained about no one calling in after the Apple Watch, so I figured I would go ahead and chime in. So... With the iPad event coming up soon and the possibility of them using Face ID on all of the iPads and getting rid of Touch ID except online, my question is, how is that going to roll into the MacBooks, specifically the ones with the Touch Bar? I know most people don't like the Touch Bar, but it still has Touch ID sensors. So are they eventually going to roll in Face ID into those laptops? And what's the kind of time frame we're looking at for when that's going to happen? Thanks. See you. I think this is a really cool question, Sean. Thanks so much for calling in. 
The thing about it is Apple is clearly doubled down on the touch bar. And whether or not I'm a fan of it, the touch ID on the touch bar is probably the best thing about it for me. But again, you could have made that. You don't need the touch bar because it is like a physical button with a sensor and it's a separate piece of it. It's, I mean, it's physically broken off um, and separated from the touch bar. What I find interesting about this point is, look, MacBooks cameras are weak. They still to this day, the top shelf MacBook uh, webcam or front facing camera is a 720p camera. I can tell you, I'm not even being a, a snob about it. It looks like crap compared to what your iPhones can do when you're FaceTiming people. Like the devices of choice is not to do a FaceTime on a MacBook. And yeah, I know that it's a thin, they're trying to keep it super thin. I'm just really surprised that the cameras on laptops are so bad, like really bad. For a time when I, w- I had like a, uh, I had to buy a 4K webcam because I thought it was so bad. I, I ended up returning it, but <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, they need to do something about that. I think the other thing in addition is will Apple move to a Face ID laptop? Maybe, but as long as the component doesn't fit in the screen, they're not going to do it. And you also look at companies like Microsoft, they have their face recognition, uh, I think it's called Microsoft Hello, is super fast. You just like open, I feel like you open up that laptop and it literally puts you through in less than a second. It it almost is like a touch ID responsiveness, but with your face, it's really good. So uh, I don't think it's coming anytime soon until the Face ID True Depth camera can be integrated into an actual Mac display or sorry, MacBook, MacBook Pro display. All right, let's get next up, TJ. Hey, Brian, TJ here from Mesa, Arizona. Just have a uh, quick, uh, I guess, question here. Do you think that the AirPods would have sold as well if Apple kept the headphone jack on their phones? I'm thinking no. Peace. TJ, you're thinking absolutely correct and you know they're they they want to push this this way the airpods again are a very good product i'm not going to call them great yet they can still there's still room to have them improve but they are really good product the convenience of them is great we know how they look fine we're not going to talk about that anymore but if you had a headphone jack on there why and you included headphones why people wouldn't feel necess- the mainstream audience wouldn't feel pushed to get airpods now airpods also kind of built this really brand cachet and they started kind of being cool and people saw them like i want those i never had that feeling about them i mean i did get them right out of the gates but look at what they're doing with here's another example look at what they're doing with the ipad pro the ipad pro is expected to not have a single not a single headphone jack on it this is a device that is more than big enough and capable enough to keep a friggin headphone jack why are they doing that exactly your reason they want to push people to buy wireless headphones and specifically apple wireless headphones and because it helps them it builds more kind of like loyalty to their ecosystem it helps their bottom line but the only reason there is no actual benefit to consumers for taking away the headphone jack from honestly either the iphone or the iPad Pro. Apple said, oh, it's going to make it more uh, 
the IP water resistance rating will is better because we removed the headphone jack. Bruh, Samsung has a headphone jack and they still have the highest IP68 rating. You can't use that as an excuse, right? So there is actually, did the phone... Did the phone get that much thinner by taking out the headphone jack? No. Does the iPad Pro get that much thinner because they took out the headphone jack? No. What is the benefit to the consumer? There is none. The only benefit of taking out that headphone jack really is Apple, who then can move us towards getting wireless headphones. Uh, Does it look sleeker? Okay, sure. But when I travel, I want... I want I want that when I use my iPad, I don't use my AirPods. I use headphones and I plug them in because I want the best sound too. And no matter what you all say, you're just getting used to it. A physical wired connection headphones sound better than Bluetooth headphones. They just do. And I'm gonna stick to that to the day I die. Just if you think just if you think I'm like being old school. All right, next up, Dave. Hey, Brian, this is Dave from Texas. I uh, hope everything's good. I uh, love what you're doing. been following you for a long time. First time calling in. Um, I've got my uh, iPhone um, XS and uh, upgraded from the iPhone 7 and love it. You know, love the face ID. Uh, love the portrait mode that I get now without having to have an even bigger phone. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out the wireless charging. And uh, I don't understand how fast the phone charges. You know, I see different things online. I think it's 7.5 watts. And then um, and uh, wondering how you go about confirming that your charger that you get um, charges at that rate, too. So if you have any insight on that, man, it'd be a huge, huge help. Really appreciate it. Again, love what you're doing, Brian. Keep up the good work, man, and talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening, Dave. Thanks for the call. So what I would advise anyone who's looking to get a wireless charger right out of the gates, yes, you can find some third-party Amazon one, but really, yeah, does this does this seal matter? Yes, so you want to look for the Qi logo. It looks like basically a Q and an I together in kind of a bold font. That, that means it's at least certified to uh, conform to the Qi wireless charging standard. The other thing that is important about this is, and this is just to future-proof yourself, you are right, the Apple... Um, Apple 10s and Apple devices that at least have wireless charging capability charge at 7.5 watts. But in general, make sure you buy one that charges up to 10 watts. Uh, the reason why that's important is there's plenty of other companies that support, it's technically they support 9.5 watt charging, but 10 is what you want to get. Eventually, you know that Apple will move to that. They're readily available supporting 10 watts. So look for the Qi logo and 10 watts, and you're good to go. Again, it won't be as fast as charging uh, with a cable, but for that convenience and that fast dropping on there, that's all you really have to look for. I would, I'm not I'm not getting paid by anyone, but companies like uh, Belkin have, have this, um, I think Mophie has wireless, uh, just look for the Qi standard for it to support it. We've got a whole bunch of other, you know, there's car chargers. I would just say, Look for look for the chi chi ten watts chi ten and it's qi it's not chi if you see it chi on a on a package it's probably from China. Okay, next up Kramer. Hey, it's Kramer from Iowa again. This time I've got a question, not a hidden gem. Switching from Apple Watch Series Zero to the Four, 
and I'm wondering, is there a way to delete all your text messages at once or sync them between the phone and the watch? Peace. Uh, Trevor, I am unfortunately sad to tell you that there is no way to delete all text messages on your Apple Watch in one fell swoop. Uh, it's been this way from basically the start. I Every OS has never offered an option. You try, you know, you're thinking, oh, maybe if I do a long press on the screen, I can delete all. Nope. You have to swipe left and then wait for that trash can bin to show up and then delete. You can delete conversations, but you can't delete every, you can't clean out your watch and delete everything all at once. And then I'm wondering, why would you want to delete all your messages at once? Are there things on your Apple? I'm just playing with you. But yeah, there's no, there's no batch uh, delete. All right. And finally, I don't really do this this often, but I'm, I'm going to show some love to my man, Trevor. Hey, Brian, this is Trevor from Fairless PA. I'm calling again to just tell you today's my birthday, and I hope you come out with another episode today. I enjoy the Apple Biz XL, and I always tell my friends and family about your show, and I send them your link. So trust me, you've got support coming all your way. Love the show and keep doing your thing. That's all. Yeah, okay, Trevor. Well, you know what? I got this call, I think, after I recorded last week's show. Tell your friends, and I'll tell my friends, that we could be friends. I appreciate the love. Uh, two other bullet points with the calls. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how, like, uh, I can't get the messages complication to work on these new watch faces. It is literally a thing. Uh, some of you called in. I mean, I found it after, but I forgot to mention it. For whatever reason specific complications like messages or music don't aren't available on all watch faces and it has nothing to do with screen real estate quite honestly a complication is just a small little icon the new info watch face there's just it's really bizarre some watch faces allow you to put the messages complication on it and the music complication on it and the podcast complication uh complication on it and and some don't and it's there's no rhyme or reason apple just decided that it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard of because uh, music and messages are the top two complications that i always have on it and i can't put it i can't put messages complication i mean what the heck who did that crap that's yeah that's a bad apple all right and then one other thing i just don't want to ignore it a lot of people continue to call uh, we probably get one every week that the call signal with your 10s is not nearly as good as it was before. Some of you are saying, basically, I don't even get a call signal where I once used to at work. And I just wanted to put that out there that that is still an issue that Apple needs to work on. I'm not ignoring those calls and pretending like it doesn't exist. It definitely exists. I've experienced it myself. And so just want to let you know, it's a thing. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Again, thank you so much to everyone who supports this show at patreon.com slash Tong. I got a shout out, nothing but love for my platinum apples at the $100 sponsorship level goodness. Brandon Ledford, Terrence McKelvey from Stratos Wealth Partners, Gil Cabrera, Andy Halverson, Wesley Freighter, Craig Hindall, and Jarrett Lewis. Thank you so much. And really, thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, your support means everything. And also, you tell a friend or you review Give me those five stars. I love it. We keep on doing our thing. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we will be here back another week. Same baddish time, same baddish channel around that Thursday, Friday. But enjoy your week. Be safe. Take care. Spend your time with loved ones. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace. Peace.